Hi, and welcome back to Cinema BFFs, presented by The Mantle, for The Mantle, whatever The Mantle and is. Of The Mantle? Of The Mantle, yeah. Place it up on The Mantle, if you're proud. If you're proud of it, Johnny. Put it on your mantle. Put a... <laughs> hey kids, put it on your mantle. Uh, uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, I am co-host Chris Daly. I'm co-host Aaron French. Alright, we made it. Okay, good. <laughs> We Man, we're good at this. <laughs> and that's another one in the bank. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is uh, episode number four. Uh, for those keeping track at home, we had a very special episode. Uh, it took a little longer to spell out. Uh, that was just uh, about um, comic book uh, uh, movies and adaptions. Uh, and we had a very special guest, uh, my wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't help that. I think we haven't acknowledged it yet, but um, I'm very proud of us for making it this far into yeah. the podcast. Yeah. A lot of people said it couldn't be done. Well, we've we've done what a we lot of people it haven't. Be done. <laughs> we we sh- said we'll never get that far. We showed us. <laughs> yeah, uh, in your face, earlier versions of us. <laughs> if we ever, uh, if there's ever time uh, travel, we'll go back into the past. <laughs> So rub it in our faces. That's right. Past Aaron was so dumb. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, for those of you uh, who are new to the show, uh, this is a... Uh, we're fans of the film industry, and uh, uh, I myself am a, a, a wandering filmmaker. Um, and uh, Aaron is a cartoonist. And uh, yeah, we, we both enjoy uh, quite a bit of, of the theater house, of the movie house, and uh, we, we wish to convey that love to you, our listeners. Our, That's right. Our faithful listeners. Do you think anyone's faithful yet? Do you think four episodes in, people can be faithful? I think they're, it's getting there. Mom, the faith, are you the faith, <laughs> the, the faith is accumulating. Yeah, my, my mom was like, ugh. Yeah, parents don't, yeah, they don't like 40, 45, 45 minutes is a, is a big commitment of time. Uh, I will share the fact that uh, I tried to get my mom into podcasts and I downloaded a whole bunch of uh, Mark Marins. Like, you, you know, people that she'd be like, yeah, you know, like, uh, you love this comedian. Uh, I recently checked it, none of them have been listened to. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, uh, my, my mom is not listening to this. Uh, my mom's iTunes uh, collection was like five albums, two of them Michael Bublé, and then she was commenting about how like she saw she thought someone had hacked into her account and like put a record on there, and it was oh, by U- it was the by YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> and she's like I don't remember buying this, and I'm like Are you sure? And she's like eh, I probably bought this. <laughs> well, or there is that YouTube album that magically appeared in everyone's. Oh, maybe, maybe that's it. It was, it was an automatic thing that made a lot of people very upset. Uh, <laughs> hear that, you two? My mom doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, so uh, I, I wanted to bring up something from the from the get-go. Uh, that yes. Even though we are cinema BFFs, some of, uh, some of us are betrayal BFFs. I don't believe it. Aram, how many movies have you I been to? I choose not the, to believe it. Uh, Aram. Uh, Harem Scarum is your new name. No, sorry. No. <laughs> that was your uh, childhood, childhood nickname. nickname. <laughs> they were big fans of the early Elvis movies. As children are, 
he karate chops a tiger, which is not to be a fan of. <laughs> I got a hair. <laughs> Uh, I imagine that's how it goes? Yes. Okay. Precisely. Okay. Uh, yes. but yeah, so how many movies have you been to at the, uh, in the cinema in the last, uh, couple weeks? What's a movie? Okay. That's, that's not a good start. That's not, that's not very confident. Have you seen a movie that I haven't? Uh, I have. I've seen quite a few. Uh, now I, I will, spoiler alert, Aram and I went to the movies together today. That's hand, right. Hand in hand. <laughs> Uh, but I will get to that later. Like always. Uh, like always. Well, we were crossing the street and you gotta be safe. <laughs> Safety. Safety third. Uh, but no, uh, so I saw, uh, I went to the drive-in where, uh, and that is still a thing where we live. Where we live, it's still a thing. Because <laughs> we live in the 1950s. Um, yeah, I won't go into that. I won't go into the rhyme or reason of that. Uh, but no, uh, my wife and I, we saw Mission Impossible, and uh, followed by, uh, Terminator, Ken Weiss's, and, uh, but yeah, um, so, uh, this Mission Impossible is, uh, is the fifth in the series. I think they keep getting better, uh, although for, the first one was pretty it's, good. It's an odd thing for a movie series to do. I think the Fast and the Furious. getting better. Well, right, that would be the other example. Okay. Do we have a third? I mean, the... Do we? Not the Godfather movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's so many of them. Uh, I would say the Ewok... Not Star Wars. No, I would I would say the Ewok movies. <laughs> they got better. Uh, Battle for Endor. And uh, I cannot back the, this up. The Christmas special. <laughs> the Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, no, but so, the yeah. Mission Impossible movies have gotten better. Yeah, no, I, over I think, time. I think uh, they they've really honed in. Um, they've gotten some really great directors. I mean, like the third one was J.J. Uh, Abrams, and uh, then Brad Bird doing the uh, number four, and then this one uh, was directed by uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who uh, I mean, like he's been a phenomenal writer for so long. But now he's just getting into directing. And he really hasn't directed much. Uh, he directed Jack Reacher. Oh, right. Which I'm sure right. is like how he got buddy-buddy with right. Tom Cruise. And uh, he did a really good job with this one. Uh, I will say the Jack Reacher, not my favorite. Nope. <laughs> I, maybe maybe it was a better movie if you were already into the books. I, I don't know. I think actually uh, my wife read some of the books or knew of the books, and she's like, yeah, he's supposed to be like six foot five, <laughs> uh, 250 pounds. Not Mo- generally. Talkers. Movie magic only goes so Movie far. Movie magic. Uh, box crates. Uh, apple boxes. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a magician's there's, tool of trade. Those dress shoes with the four-inch heels. <laughs> Looks stunning. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I will say, uh, in this Mission Impossible... Uh, they've really like, you know, in the, in the first like two, there are a lot of interchangeable characters and they still have like this one. Uh, there's not really any new characters except the woman, uh, who's not really love interest. Uh, she's like another agent in who may or may not be a double agent. 
She is a woman. She. Oh, boy. They are treacherous. Better watch yourself, guys. Uh, (laughs) And click. (laughs) That's the sound of my mom turning off this podcast. Uh, But no. Sorry, mom. Um, but, uh, and, and, uh, some of the stunts are really good. Like the, I mean, the big stunt that's on the poster, uh, the airplane stunt, that's like in the first five minutes. I am happy to see, well, not see because I didn't watch it, but I'm, I'm glad about this, this maybe trend of a return to practical effects or at least we're seeing more practical effects. Yeah. Um, I mean, like leave it to Tom Cruise to pull that right. kind of thing out right. because he is all about just doing his own stunts and uh, well, and, yeah. and giving it his all. I mean, that's that's his thing. That's better than I can do. Oh, yeah. Although, I haven't been put to the test yet. Maybe. So, really, who knows? Bring bring me a proper challenge and I, I, I'll decide that in I'm there. Just Mr. Spielberg, is, we're, we're saying. Wait, how, am I, how much am I making? Hmm? How much am I getting paid? Put it out of mind. I'm I'm Spielberg in this conversation. <laughs> you are well, the beard. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. I, I'm, well, gonna, I'm gonna give me my hat. The room. Beard, glasses. Love for dinosaurs. Love for dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's true. All signs. So Spielberg. So you saw this movie and I did not. Yeah. Ask me some questions. And I thought I'd have I I'd give you some questions. Um. I saw a Mission Impossible movie where Tom Cruise climbed on the side of the Burj Al Dubai. What did Tom Cruise climb on in this movie? Uh, uh, he climbed on, uh, well, in the poster, he climbs on the uh, on the door of a uh, of a plane, and uh, uh, hangs on for dear life. And this this is another. This is not a. a uh, well, this is a practical effect. This is him actually climbing onto an actual plane, right? Uh, yeah. He will. Uh, so the shot, like, and, and there's a behind the scenes thing of it, but uh, he is like kind of harnessed in place. Sure. And they, and but it's him, things, and it's not a stunt person. Yeah. And, yeah. and they and they like fly this plane around, do do some loops and stuff like that. But <laughs> that's <laughs> loops. But like, uh, you know, they, you know, they do some circle. They circle the airfield. A they times. they drive around the parking lot. But you know, like in, in the behind the scenes video, you can see like uh, kind of more of the harness that's attached sure. to the door. Sure, sure. And what I really liked is they gave him uh, um, super duty contact lenses, and I didn't really think about that. But if you're oh yeah flying on the edge of the plane, like you're getting all those thetans in your eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Click. That's the sound of Tom Cruise turning off this podcast. No, he's turning it off. He's like, I want to hear how this ends. Um, but no, and they, and they just like CGI removed uh, some of the cables. Right, right. But it's it's actually him. No, it's a it's an impressive thing. And uh, I think they did like eight takes. So hmm. uh, I'm for, all for it. Uh, uh, I would say one of the best scenes is there's a car chase that leads to a motorcycle chase. And the motorcycle chase, and I know it's like Tom Cruise on a motorcycle, because uh, he like has been doing that like since the 80s. Uh, like, you always have to see Travolta dancing. You're you're almost always going to see uh, Tom Cruise on a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, he w- It's like people who are born in the water, live in the water. He might have been born inside a motorcycle. Born on a motorcycle, right. Oh, I, I've never well, had a parents. I, it might I'm, have been two motorcycles. 
<laughs> I was looking at IMDb. I think Born on a Motorcycle. That's uh, 2017. That's uh, coming out. Mm, I can't. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, so uh, I, I think that is also one of the, the more impressive. Uh, and then there's like this underwater scene. Uh, the, the, you know, like that one's a little bit more CG. But um, and there's this weird sleeve that they have that tells the how much oxygen you have. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's a it's that's a, a thing. thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, I saw a Mission Impossible movie that was directed by Brad Bird. Yes. Who is the better direct the better Mission Impossible director, Brad Bird or this guy? Um. I don't. I can't really say one's better than the other. Uh, I thought this one was directed very well. Um, it's directed very efficiently, like it. It zooms along. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I. I think. I think they're both uh, very adequate men. <laughs> that was a, a very, a very diplomatic part. response. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'm really hoping join to us, in the next join, a, join us on Tuesdays for our other podcast, Very Adequate Men. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, however, I will say uh, their job was not that impossible. They, they achieved no. it. Uh, I, I think these, uh, I, I don't want to say Mission Improbable, because I know that's a joke that's probably been made 75 times. I'm sure. Yeah. We could Google that and find uh, everyone who's come first. Here, here's something I, I, I will say. Uh, as uh, they, really, they really kind of bothered me in like the third, fourth one. Uh, so in the third one, they show like this CIA type like Pentagon headquarters of the IMF, the Impossible Mission Force. Yes. Uh, and there's hundreds of people who work here. It's a it's big, a big operation. Yeah. And in the fourth movie, because the Kremlin gets blown up, uh, they dissolve the whole operation like overnight. Uh, it's a national they, incident. Yeah. But that means that there's hundreds of people who just lost their job. And in this one, like they, they dissolve the corporation as well. But it seems that really like the only person who like sticks around is Simon Pegg and maybe Jeremy Renner's character. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering about like all those, all those, like, there's a glut of newly of unemployed yeah. spies, spies. And, uh, you, you gave me a, a metaphor, uh, earlier or no, uh, Sarah said, it's like if James Bond messed up and they just ceased MI5 to be right. Uh, yeah. So that, that always kind of some loose me. ends like, there. Yeah. Like, you know, congressmen are fucking up all the time. It doesn't mean that they just end Congress. And, and they just plow ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Politics, am I right? Boy. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I would say I strongly recommend uh, Mission Impossible. Okay, so how short of a conversation can we have about Terminator Gin? Ooh, yeah. Why? Okay. So we, we've talked a lot about like how I wasn't going to see Terminator. And then... I, you know, because of the drive-in double feature. And then you saw Terminator. I saw the Terminator. Betrayal. Uh, well, okay. Uh, I will, I will spoil the shit out of this. So, you know, like the... There's the, some robots. There's some robots. From the future. In the, in it. <laughs> in a world. In a world. Uh, you know, like in the trailer, that, like, the 1980s 
like original right. Terminator shows right. up, and he, and they're like, oh, Terminator, like it's gonna be Arnold versus Arnold. That happens like in the first twenty minutes, and it's like and, seen and as like and no it's big over thing. and done, and it does look pretty fake. <laughs> it clearly looks like he's fighting a cleaned up like like he's fighting like a cutout. Uh, of of a Arnold. movie from an earlier era, Arnold versus the uh, Arnold uh, cardboard cutout. Yeah, yes. Uh, I will say, uh, speaking of Arnold, he's my favorite part of this movie. Okay, uh, he That's... still brings like the charm, and it kind of had more of what uh, what I was disappointed uh, with three because, like, when you saw three, you're like, oh, I love two so much. <laughs> That and but Schwarzenegger didn't like have any of the tropes, right? And now he brought back the tropes, and it's kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, there was also a really uh, humorous scene where like uh, uh, him and uh, the uh, the guy playing uh, Kyle Reese, uh, who is Jay or Jai, I don't know, uh, Jay Courtney. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't like him in anything. (laughs) (laughs) And he, uh, and that uh, doesn't end here. Uh, He's just kind of a waste of a character. Would you say he's charmless? You know, he's got more charm than, like, the original Kyle Reese. That's not, like, what what that character was about to begin with. Well, sure, sure. Um, And then the whole um, thing with, uh, with the time frame of this movie... It just throws everything I hate about, but uh, yeah, I, I'm getting my words jumbled up. But well, so I'm to I was to understand that the that the going back to 1984 moments and the basically the recreating of the original Terminator was the best part of the movie, and when it did deviate from that, then it just sort of all the all the stitching fell out. Yeah, I Schwarzenegger is a really good part. And uh, there's one more like part that I could I could sing praise, and that's J.K. Simmons, who is. Uh, I will always be singing the praises of J.K. Simmons. He's fantastic. Uh, I I I stocked up on uh, Allstate insurance because of that. Well, farmers, no, he's farmers. Never. Oh mind. oh boy, did you fuck up? Oh, I, uh, if he is my favorite J.K., I mean, if it's between him and Rowling's, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, you all you HB fans. Uh, but no, um, uh, so he plays uh, a cop who knows that there's been like Terminators. Like he's like he was Weird there. Terminator at, time uh, travel. He, yeah, he was he was there in a previous incident in the past. Does and this knowledge make him furious and shouty? That's all I want to know. No, it makes God him it makes him it. knowledgeable. Uh, and there's like a scene in a hospital. And he, uh, he, he like knows the Terminator and he's like, mm. he's like, yeah, I'm on your side and nobody believes me. And, uh, uh, Arnold destroys like, uh, somebody destroys a room full of like all the surveillance equipment and JK is like, damn, like time traveling a robots. Like, <laughs> and it was oh, like, such... oh, it's his, I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes moment. It wasn't right? quite that, but it was just like a like an old like man that. dealing with Terminators. Like, gee, god damn. Those rascally Terminators. Yeah, and I really, okay, that's, I really enjoyed that. I, I like the sound of that. I will watch that clip on YouTube. Yeah, uh, by far. But, okay, here's my biggest problem with the movie. And this is a bigger problem, like, in a lot of movies overall. 
and I feel it's a uh, very comic book uh, related. It's we are getting rid of the R-rated action movie mm, right. that was like made for adults, and now because you know movies are more like that's a thing that's been happening teens, for a while, and they dumb them down, they make them more kid friendly. And I always enjoyed the Terminator series because you know it was like something. I'm not old enough to watch this. I'm not old enough to get like some of these things. And now they're just so. Like yeah, I I mean I, I guess even like the the last one that was like Salvation, that was a little bit better than this. But this is just so washed down, right? Of like, and I I I clearly saw like kids watching this movie like six-year-old kids and i don't really know like if their parents can like take them back and like watch show them the originals because i mean the only thing that makes like these r-rated films because violence isn't like a thing that the mpa really really cares about you've got to have a lot of it before they do yeah yeah and uh they care about sex and they care about like profanity sometimes but like Mm. you you take away like the sex and the profanity you can fill your what do you have like full of like washed out violence and it's a pg-13 well i i blood is what they care about more yeah so you so can see gets, you can like, see shots. 40 people getting shot but as long as you don't see the blood then you're safely the in MPA pg-13 territory they're like Ooh. they faint easily uh just the color red in general mm, frowned yeah. upon uh that's why like in alien movies they have blue blood so, oh. yeah. yeah, so you can show that all you want, and they don't care. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is a real heavy problem in, in cinema nowadays, that there's, like, and Matt, I think Mad Max, uh, was Mad Max, like, I think that was R. Mad Max was R. Yeah, see, I think that's a great movie. I think that's a movie done right. That's a movie that you're not getting, you're, I wouldn't take kids to go see Well, Mad Max. Max, I mean, George, oh, I'm blanking on his name, the director. Uh, Miller. George Miller. He's old school. Yeah. I'm sure that was something that he pushed for. Uh, he also knows, like, it, he can make kids' movies and make them for kids. And this movie's a movies for adults. Right. Like, the Terminator movie, and I know they're just, you know, trying to make as much money as they can. And they've set it up for, like, more sequels. Of Ugh. course. I, I'm, I'm going to be just sick. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's all about making money. And it's not about making a good film anymore. And that sucks. Sad but true. But I will say Schwarzenegger. Um, he's become like I like I didn't really feel like I appreciated him as much as I should have <laughs> until he went away. Until he went away and became the governor. And then he's back, and I really enjoy him and the stuff that he shows up and does. Well, I'm I'm glad that he's not just showing up and phoning it in. Yeah, that yeah, that would make me sad. Yeah, like like some other. 80s action movie stars that I could name? Yeah, we, we could name. We could we name could names. Name. We don't do that here no. at Cinema BFFs. We ain't no rats. <laughs> Cinema BFFs. Cinema we BFFs. ain't no rats. Ain't no rats. We ain't no snitches here. Uh, but yeah, so in conclusion, avoid Terminator. <laughs> Just pretend like they didn't make any more than like one and two. That's all you have to do. Which is so, sort of what the film itself does. Yeah. And that, that's, the other, that's the other problem, is all these sort of reboots that just... It, we're going to pretend that the last couple of movies didn't exist, and you know that later on down the road, 
the next movie is going to pretend that that movie doesn't exist. That's it's, a really good point. That, that's also a very comic book storytelling well, problem. Well, yeah, I, I would give a major spoiler. They kind of erase the word Skynet and replace it with the word Genesis or Genesis, and that's part of the name. But, like, it's this whole big thing, like, Genesis is Skynet. And it's like, well, no, now you're just erasing, like, part of the that's, history of that's this. That's odd, yeah, yeah. And now I'm sure in the that's next a, one... That's a weird retcon. In the, in the next one, I... I bet they probably won't even mention the word Skynet. They'll just mention the word Genesis. Sure. So, I... Garbage. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I want to talk about uh, some films that came out this weekend. Let's do. So, two uh, two films. Uh, we saw one of them. Uh, but um, one I will probably avoid. Uh, so, um, Fantastic Four came out. I wanted to say Fantastic Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> The Fantastic Mr. Four came out, and um, The Gift came out. Now, we saw The Gift. We saw The Gift. We took the high road. I Just real quick, I I want to say that I was ready for a good Fantastic Four movie. I thought that it was... I was... It was possible. I was really hoping... Uh, I mean, I guess we can just have this conversation now yeah. and, and get out of the way. Get out of the it, way. It shouldn't have been... You said this already uh, previously. It shouldn't have been set in the modern times. It should have been set... In the 1960s. Yes. Um, I think that's... It's not that big of a leap. The X-Men... We've seen that already in, with the X-Men. It's okay. People won't be scared by that. And I've been, I've, been, I've been reading some comments, and people agree with me, that if you have like this fun... Because I grew up reading the Fantastic Four, really liking... It was one of my favorite comic books, but it's because it had this retro feel to it. Absolutely. Like, um and space space travel space travel was, and like you can't get more 1960s uh than that. mr fantastic like you know he like you see him like smoking a pipe or like being you know he's got like the, right. the pepper on the sides oh yeah uh and you're like that's and like uh ben Grimm has got like kind of the old school underwear on like the like wrestlers used to wear like the under like, this this feels like something cool and corny but it's great and, and it's the kind of thing i don't know why that Marvel um, embraces. I don't know why they were unable to do this. Well, I mean, it uh, partially the problem is like Fox, because Fox still owns the property rights to the Fantastic Four, and part of it is they will retain. But it was them. Marvel Studios. Yes, but it's Fox. Uh, uh, suddenly, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, but okay, so uh, they have a uh, like a contract thing as long as they think they make a fantastic four movie every couple of years or they do something with it right they, they, keep, they retain the rights they retain the rights so that's why we have get, we've got three shitty fantastic four movies in maybe eight years time i don't know when the first one came out but about like, that yeah uh no i i saw the first two because i really was hoping that they they're like, oh, they can't screw this up again. And, <laughs> and I kind of like those first two. And I, I really guess I can't say because I haven't seen this one. Uh, and I've heard that the first half is good, like the buildup. Mm. And then like it, the second half is just garbage that it just like. Well, remember when we saw the trailer and it, w- and it was very exciting and it looked like there was potential there. There was yeah. possibility. It's just too bad to see that squandered yeah. again. Yeah. But no, God, filmmakers, anybody, because I know they're going to try to make another one. 
and I know it's it's gonna bleed to garbage unless you make it cool, fun, like making fun of itself a little bit, because this is like the Fantastic Four. It's not like a property that's uh, it's it's more you can be more lighthearted. Yeah, it's kind of zany. Uh, get like Lord and Miller to do it. I think that that's the perfect. But make it in the sixties. Yep. Give it that Mad Men spin. Um, give it that retro, cool future, um, and sort of play around with that. Like, kind of give it that Jetsons kind of feel of like, ooh, the future. Right. I think I think the the retro futurism would be the key. Yeah, and um, I even heard like a read some comments where people were talking about, it. yeah, you could start doing this with even more of the movies. Like, yeah, it works so well with the X-Men, like the 70s, the 60s. Right. Those, I think some of those are the, like the best X-Men movies that have existed. Um, but, um, because of like the beginning of Ant-Man, it's like his exploits in the 80s. And I was like, oh, a cool, yeah, they, they, Ant-Man, they embraced Hank that Pim, uh, and, Pym and ran with 80s. it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, there's, there was no confusion. Is it? Yeah. There's more than one Ant-Man. And I think they handled that in the best way that they could have. Yeah. So I. Studios don't just say like, oh, this needs to have like the newest gadgets and this needs to be like dark and grim and stuff like that. I would love I would love to see DC take that advice in in (laughs) any of the movies they choose to make. Um, And I, I, I'm really on board with like the casting. I have no problem with Mm. like the casting. If any of these people, uh, you can make them all it, black. It looked you like can... it had a lot going for it. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like, uh, I like Michael B. Jordan. I like Kate Mara. I like Miles Teller. Uh, um, who's the fourth one? Uh, I like number four. No. <laughs> uh, Jamie Bell. Yes. Yeah. I think they're all great. Although, I think when Ben Grimm does become the thing, he needs to have a more gravelly voice. And I don't think they... I saw, like, a trailer and they didn't really do that. He just has sort of a normal... Yeah, it it seemed like it. But I don't know. I I will also say that the biggest thing that keeps growing up is Doctor Doom. Like, and that's... But that... uh, That's one of the things is he needs to be, like, kind of this goofy... He Baron is, von he is Doom. yeah, he's, he's a, you have a character called Baron Von Doom. Yeah. Just run with that. And that's, just, that's just one of the 60s it. stuff, you know, like, and make it a little goofy. I understand how there's a little bit of that fear, but look at Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. a movie with a talking raccoon and a moving and a around tree. tree. Yeah. That could only say his name like a Pokemon. And it was so good. It was so good. Uh, so yeah. Uh, guys, hashtag put it in the 60s hashtag put it in the 60s put, it, put, a, six, put, a, put, retro, put, put a retro spin on it <laughs> uh, uh, so okay the other movie that came out that Aram and I saw today uh, is The Gift and this is kind of Joel Edgerton's uh, big debut as a director he's written mm-hmm. a couple other things uh, and he's directed two shorts but this is like the first feature and uh uh, which I found out. Uh, um, so real quick, he also wrote the Rover, which yes. is this Australian movie that's excellent. Uh, one of the best things I've seen Robert Pattinson in, and uh, it's a uh, Guy Pierce. Great film. Uh, 
but yeah, okay. So this is a, this is a movie about uh, this couple, um, Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall. Um, they move back to Los Angeles into like I guess like Laurel Canyon kind of area. Uh, was it was it Los Angeles or they kept saying California? It was. I don't it know was that a, it was, was true. That it was LA. that specific. I mean, it was they were shooting in LA. Yeah, but but it, it was, was it actually was set in LA. Yeah, it okay. was it was clearly set in Los Angeles. Um, although they called it the suburbs, and I was like, I haven't seen suburbs. They, they have like the fanciest like ultra that. modern yeah. home, uh, that you could ever imagine. <laughs> you know the you suburbs. Don't, you don't get that good of a view in the suburbs. I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, so they 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 play a couple that just moves back into town, and while they're picking out furniture, uh, they run into this character who says he's someone who knew, uh, Jason Bateman's character from high school. Uh, and that's Joel Edgerton. Played by Edgerton. I and feel like I'm saying his wrong, his name wrong. Is it Edgerton? Edg- Edgerton. Okay. Edgerton. <laughs> uh, and his character is called Gordon. Or Gordon. Gordo. Yeah. And the... He's a, he's a little awkward. Yeah, he's a little awkward. He kind of invites himself around. Uh, he... And like Rebecca Hall's character is much more like, oh, oh, I don't, it's it's not that bad, you know, like. Yeah, he's a, he's a little socially weird, but. Yeah, he's nothing's. That's Jason, fine. Jason Bateman is very adamant, like this guy cannot be hanging from out. the from the get go. Yeah, is. and we really cannot give too much of this movie away because there's a lot of spoilers, and. Uh, okay, uh, real quick, I want to say when uh, when Joel Edgerton comes in and he says. Simon, Simon, and uh, Jason Bateman's character is called Simon Callop, but I swear I thought uh, yep, he said yep. I, I thought he said Simon Cowell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard Simon Cowell, <laughs> and I was like, "Is that Simon Cowell? That's that's a really weird choice." But okay, okay. Uh, yeah, but we yeah. did the exact same thing. So this movie, you know, will begin like kind of with a lot of those other movies that you see, where. It's uh, it's very much a psychological thriller. Uh, yeah, a friend from the past. You're like I don't quite remember, but now they're kind of forcing you on, uh, on themselves, and, uh, and and he he doesn't do anything that is specifically creepy initially, mm-hmm. um, but but everything is framed as such. So yeah. the one of the first things that we we see him do is is he leaves a gift on their on their front door without really knowing like where what their address right is. right so that, being, it's like, a little told yeah it, it's it's a little odd but it's it's a, a he's going out of his way to make a kind gesture mm-hmm. and then like um he buys them fish for their koi pond uh and he uh, drops over a lot yeah he drops over a lot um but it's i mean you like you may view this character as like a little bit creepy a little bit forceful but at the same time, you're like, this this guy isn't too bad. Like, it, they're sitting around. Uh, he's got a creepy goatee, but that's that's <laughs> he maybe the most yeah, he can say. Uh, I thought he did a really good job of kind of disguising himself because he doesn't look like the typical, you know, strong Joel Edgerton character. He 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 had this. He did the the sort of dead eyed thing very well. Yeah, just not really staring into the middle distance. But I don't know what you'd call it. But yeah, he's. Uh, but, um, I was impressed with that. But anyways, uh, so this movie, it's it's beautifully shot. Uh, and when you're saying like it framed, 
I loved uh, how this movie was shot. Um, the writing, everything about this movie is very smart. The house, it helped the, how gorgeous the house was. Yes. That's the other thing is there's a lot of large windows. Yeah. And so they have a diminished privacy already. And a lot of shots, a lot of shots of people through glass. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're in close proximity to these characters, but always at a remove from them. And I thought that was a really nice choice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I but, um, but then halfway through this movie, things start to shift from that, like, oh really, who's, who's to blame here? Like who is? Well, we learn. Who are we reading? This for? is this is difficult to to talk about, but we learn some more things that make him more concretely creepy. Yes, but we also start to see reasons for that. Right. Actions. Exactly. So, and really, that's that's the end of like where we really can talk. Uh, but I will say this is like one of the best movies I've seen in the movie at the, the theaters in a while. Absolutely. Um. I didn't have a lot of expectations going in. Uh, I had just heard it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely lived up to those expectations. Uh, us not giving much away is because the like we could mention like other things and it would just kind of start. We're, we're having to talk thing. around a, a lot, we're so we're not about... we're not deliberately being oblique. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's 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 such a smart movie, and. Uh, I, I really want to see what else uh, Edgerton comes out with. Yeah, it was... That's of his own doing. Because he wrote this He wrote as and directed well. it, yeah. 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 Uh, and, uh, you know, Jason Bateman's not his usual self. He's Yeah, he has the veneer of his usual charming self, mm-hmm. but he's he's really gives a chance to, to stretch. Um, I, I would say I've seen Rebecca Hall in, in films like this where she plays, but, but I, I think she's like well cast for it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, both, I think everybody's really well. Uh, I will also say, and I'm, I'm not going to look up this girl's name because uh, I'm a terrible host, but uh, the neighbor... We don't research. Yeah. Uh, the neighbor is played by the lead in Fargo, the, the kind of the Marge-like character in mm-hmm. the TV show Fargo. And I was really happy to see her doing other stuff. I was like, that's that's great. Um, Whatever your help, name is, we're glad to see you. I will not help her out by like, naming uh Yeah, I, I'm sorry. but um, They have Google. They can do it. Yeah. You know what? And that's how much we trust you, the listener. You guys uh, are smart. You guys, You don't need us yeah. to feed you everything. <laughs> Why are you even listening like to babies? us? Like babies. You know. <laughs> we are just uh, talking to audience of you uh but yeah um so yeah if you're going out to the the cinemas uh this weekend go see the gift it's so good uh yeah absolutely recommend uh (laughs) i might end up saying it just because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh all right well so um and we also uh we wanted to bring up uh someone we lost Recently, we lost a good one. We lost a good one. Um, uh, On uh, July thirty first. <laughs> don't give dates. We, I mean, although we we talk about like when this is gonna come or like when movies came out this weekend, and this will like air sometime in October. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Time. But, uh, 
uh, Rowdy, 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 Piper, Rowdy Piper, uh, passed away. And uh, I have a lot of friends who are wrestling fans, uh, mm. which I, 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 I give kind of like old okay. school wrestling fans. Old yeah. school. I yeah, I like the old school, but they're like new school wrestling fans too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ra- uh, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper passed away. And he was in uh, an awesome film called They Live. They Live. Uh, and I did look this up because I was curious. We were talking about, well, what else did he do? Yeah. He was on an episode of It's Always Sunny. Oh, really? Playing a wrestler. Okay. Oh, you know, I think it's the one where they dress up as birds. Y- yes. Yeah. yeah. And sing a song about America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Um, yeah. Uh, but the first he... time I saw him in something that wasn't wrestling, it was They Live. Yeah. And it's such an awesome movie, such a great era of the uh, the Carpenter. Like, well, so I would I would love to talk with you about this because I came late to it, mm-hmm. to to They Live. Like, um, uh, Carpenter made amazing movies in the in the eighties, and uh, The Thing, of course, is is probably yeah. the the touchstone of that. But for whatever reason, They Live wasn't on my radar or wasn't oh, okay. not enough for me to, to know that I should absolutely watch this movie. Yeah. This is a movie. And so uh, I saw Chris it. daily enjoyed, uh, quite. Okay. Well. Okay. That's, that's great because I, so I came from the opposite end. I, I'd, I'd seen everything else and so, oh, yeah, I never did get around to, to watching this. And I, I watched it and initially was confused as to why it didn't star Kurt Russell. It's very much it, yeah. Um, well, uh, and it, it took me it took me a while to, to to figure it out. Carpenter, oh, okay. I will put this out there. Carpenter and Russell are Scorsese and De Niro, <laughs> or you could say Scorsese and DiCaprio. And I would say yeah, DiCaprio maybe. Or uh, um, <laughs> or Wes Anderson and pick Bill a Murray. pick a Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah. Bill I Murray. would say Bill Murray. Or, uh, uh, oh boy. <laughs> well, well, just, just to, I, well, I was going to say, Gen- I was going to say Jennifer Lawrence and, uh, uh what's the director? Whoever did the Hunger Games. No, uh, <laughs> Silver Lenny's Playbook. And, uh, right, right, right. Um, the uh, American Hustle. Yeah. <laughs> That's boy, how much we appreciate is... your work, sir. No, but, but yeah, they're, they're great matchups. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, Carpenter and Russell, that's, that's a great, but I mean, he, Carpenter like got the eighties. So what, like kind of the, and they were, well, he, all, they're not the, all like horror films. The music in his movies was, was all stuff that he wrote. Yeah. All those crazy super eighties synth theme. ballads. Yeah. That was all, that was all him. Um, but you know, like he not only did like horror fantastically but he was doing uh like sci-fi really well too yeah right right and i uh, they live is is billed as a horror sci-fi movie and i never really saw it as such it's basically straight up sci-fi i mean there are monsters but it's not but yeah very like i mean it's you, like a little you would lady, go but... you would see this in the horror section of the video rental place mm-hmm. but it wasn't that's not really where it belonged yeah if anything it was sci-fi slash horror but I I wanted to say real quick just the where where it clicked where I realized oh, okay you know I see why he went with Roddy Piper, um, Kurt Russell would have brought to that role a certain rakish charm, where 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 Piper, he's a little stiff, 
a little wooden, he's, but he's, he has that that earnestness, just he's, that, he's that much simple more earnestness. Right, right, right. Yeah, whereas whereas Russell is much more of a over the top kind of character, like you you, you know in your uh, Big Trouble in Little China's, in your They Live, in your Snake um, uh, Pliskins. Uh, but yeah, Escape from New York. Escape from New York. Escape from L.A. Can't forget L.A. Um, although we like to try. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, but yeah. Um, sir, we, we've we've run out of uh, bubblegum and we've run out of Ruddy Pipers. <laughs> ah. Well, yeah. So how do you feel? Feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, we have not uh, yet come up with a made-up movie of the week, though. No, we haven't. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? Should we? Should we put ourselves on the spot right yeah. now? I, I I think we should. I think I'm going to take this list of things that we we were talking about, and I'm going to I'm going to make a movie. Out Reassemble of it. those pieces to okay, make so a we've movie. Voltron. We've got uh, Mission Terminator. Fantastic Four: The Gift. And I'm going to say Terminator Four. <laughs> uh is a fantastic Arnold. <laughs> no, okay. All right, well, okay. Yeah, let's let's take a let's, uh, Okay. Should we cast Arnold in something? Well, no. Here's what Okay. Here's our special thing right now. We let's pretend that Terminator 3 did not exist. And we rewrite Terminator 3. How it should have went down. Okay. So okay, here's here's my biggest thing uh, about Terminator Three and why it was such a disappointment for me. In the second movie, you've got liquid metal, and it's virtually unstoppable <laughs> until, until they melt it down. And then in the third one, they go with something that can be destroyed easier than liquid metal. It's a step backwards. And then like in the in the in this newest one, they have like nanotech like nano robots, like fucking bullshit GI Joe. And it just keeps getting worse. I say liquid metals. Stay with the liquid metal. Stay with the yeah. liquid metal. Yeah. I love the liquid metal. And I, uh, because, you know, in like two, that seems like such an impossible mission. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, but no, I think there needs to be, uh, in the third one, um, Claire Danes. I agree. <laughs> okay. Here it is. Uh, so young, uh, what's his name? John, uh, Connor, John Connor. He, uh, like in, in, as, as an older man, he starts building robots and he goes to work for a place like Skynet and like building security systems making sure that Skynet's not going to become a thing. Because if he's on the inside, like, you know, working, like, email hacks and stuff like that, he can help fight that. So he's taking an, an active role. He's taking an active role rather than, like, the future coming to him. And then he finds out that there are, like, some other guys. Skynet's still a thing, still happening. And... Um... Uh... He finds this, you know, he he basically goes and discovers 
like a Terminator factory, but like on its very early stages. And he knows. So Roombas. <laughs> yes. And he knows that. Okay, this is still happening. He starts, like he breaks in, steals a whole bunch. Uh, like he steals two or three Terminators, and takes them back to like his his place, and he. Uh, builds, builds them, or like he uh, re um, reprograms them. Okay. So you've got a movie with John Connor, and like three Schwarzeneggers. <laughs> and then they fight. Cause he like I in the third one he's like, you know I always know that like something's coming after me, like. Well, right. You, you see him. You see him as sort of the haunted. And they know that. Oh, okay. Like. So they set like, and they know that he's built more, and so they send like more liquid metal guys, and so basically, the basically basically, uh, you have more of a war, and then that leads. Well, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you what I like. I liked seeing the the proto Terminators. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could do a lot with that. Something that was really weird about the third movie. Was the fact that it's sort it's normal it's normal, and then the robot wars started. Yeah. And then we're gonna hide in a cave or something. I don't remember. Fuck it. Um, yeah. The, it's there was there was not really any buildup, and then there was the Shimming war down. of the machines, which we really didn't get to see. Yeah. It was a very bizarre choice. But I I think uh, I think more uh, more something like that. You know, but basically, as the Terminators go, it keeps got to get ramped up. Because in the first one, one Terminator. Second movie, right, two Terminators. Right, right, You've got to keep raising those stakes. And in the third one, fucking Terminators. I would just love to see Arnold acting opposite himself. Yeah. Uh, Marty McFly style in uh, uh, Back to the Future 2. I think there's, I, I think there's some idea. opportunity there. Yeah. Um, would would you like to do a, a scene of uh, you as Arnold and I as Arnold, dueling <laughs> dueling Arnold impressions? Okay. okay. I mean, okay. really, all it would have to be is just us yelling. Uh, no. Can we do that I, for the people? I, that's well, maybe that's how you're gonna play your Terminator. That's not how I'm gonna play my Terminator. Where, where's where's your inner motive uh, motivation? Okay, got it. Uh, I will also voice young John Connor. <laughs> Why not? Come on, Terminators! We gotta go. Yeah. We we cannot go. Uh, uh, we forgot something back at the place. That is a good point. But uh, in Vessel Gods, I'm the one who reads, and you're the one who leads. You're the you're the Muppet version of the Terminator. <laughs> And I'm the puppet. <laughs> meep, meep, meep. What? Oh, boy. <laughs> Who's the Muppet that did that? The Beaker? Beaker. <laughs> meep, meep, meep. <laughs> oh, boy. But okay. End scene. End All scene. Right. <laughs> Nicely done, everyone. Nice. Oh, boy. Um, Print it. Let's go home. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think we should uh, wrap up this... Uh, 
I think we're getting cleaner as we go, too. This feels like a little too professional we're getting, sometimes. We're getting better at this, oddly yeah. enough. I miss, I miss the shit shows. I need to drink more. By next time, we're going to be so fucking professional, you guys. We're going to be like, shit. hi, welcome to Cinema BFS. Well, oh, yeah, we'll have our NPR voices Ooh, on. Ooh, our NPR voices. Welcome again to the show. Ooh, no, to the program. Cinema BFS. At night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's do plugs. Let's. Um... Uh, you can follow me at uh, uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter at the CJVD. Uh, my comics and weird drawings are at mandatoryrollercoaster.com and I'm at rawfish and beer at the usual places. Okay, cool. Aram, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. Okay, and uh, listeners. Uh, oh, right, right. Oh, what? Thanks, uh, thanks to you guys who are listening. Um, talking about becoming more professional we probably should say that these are up on uh soundcloud now soundcloud you can you can find us on on itunes itunes rate us uh we would love to get some five star ratings from you guys it would or help you us out a give lot us one star, if you gave us one star ratings at least we know people are listening <laughs> that's right we know you're out there we have listeners in the double digits we'd love to hear from you yes okay well uh i think that wraps uh episode four uh, which should have Go been the us. first episode. <laughs> we should have started episode four. Yeah. A New Hope. Yeah. The prequels are going to be garbage. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>